Namaste, this is Maya Tiwari. With Women's Power to Heal Mother Earth, continuing on with the episode Healing the Mother Wound, practices we can imbibe to arrive at a place of healing, forgiveness, and reconciliation with the mother within us. As said before, every woman carries the mother wound, regardless of our traditions. Our mothers before us and theirs before them. One of the best ways that we can embrace this healing is to accept that we do carry a mother wound. And also that our immediate mothers, those who have given birth to us or those who have adopted us, cannot be blamed for the things that we have foisted upon them. In fact, the very first recommendation that I would make would be to set up an altar for the mother in your home. In the northeast corner of a very calm and serene room or area that is of your home that is not being used for routine tasks. Put an image of your mother on it, an image of a goddess of your choice, a candle or ghee lamp, and the stones of rose quartz, jade, and onyx, or in fact any stone that appeals to you, natural stone. Very simple, do not clutter the altar. You may put a daily flower, live flower, on it, or leaves of basil, or thyme, lavender, any fresh herb would be welcome on your altar. Sage and lemongrass, sweet grass, these are all beautiful offerings we can make to the altar. The altar is a living thing. It is something that needs to be fed and nourished and kept in serene beautiful condition. So every day or so, or other day, keep that altar clean, pristine. Change the water if you have a vase of flowers in it. In fact, change the flower as well. And the most important thing to remember is that in setting up this altar, it is not to be neglected but you're going to be pouring your energy into that space so that it can actually extract the energies you no longer need within you. A very important thing about prayer and altars is that the exchange is immutable, but we have to put the effort in it. And it has to be an effort with an open heart and not a closed mind.
you will first off ask for the forgiveness of your entire maternal lineage, whether or not you know the lineage. If you were adopted, ask for the forgiveness of your adopted mother and her lineage, maternal lineage before her. Why are we asking for forgiveness? Because we have cluttered that space of love, healing, caring, creativity, procreation, and all of the gifts that the Shakti energy within us as women have to offer with so many angst and misperceptions or perspectives that really were not anchored in the universal truth. They may have been difficult times you were, where you were probably mistreated or abused even by a, a mother, a maternal entity in your life. And so, yes, you also need to forgive them, but you're asking for their forgiveness first and foremost because... We never know. They are not to be blamed. They are to be held accountable for their own actions, but not to be blamed. There is a difference. If at all it was an abusive relationship, and I hope it was not, but if it was, then you may take to recording audios, simple audios on your mobile phone or any place private. Most people who are suffering angst find it difficult to keep a written journal. Partly because of not ha having enough space that's wide open within to write, and also because of fear of someone else reading it. But we must have a witness, and this comes to the second practice, that we will do. And by the way, asking forgiveness in your own words, if you can't bring yourself to do so in the morning, any time of the day, any time of the night that you feel pulled to go and light that dia or candle on the altar, you can first off invoke the goddess, the goddess of your choice, asking her to guide you to your destination of finding relief within you and to unload the burden from your shoulders and back because you want to be able to heal the mother wound. In your own words, you could say that I ask the forgiveness of my entire maternal lineage, known and unknown. I ask my maternal and female ancestors to come to my aid, to support me, to be kind to my process, to hold my hands as invisible as you may be. I will feel your energy. I am open to feel your energy. May I be guided by you so that I can find a resolve to this wound. And that's it. That's, that's as simple as, as we want to keep it. In the next practice of pouring out what you have been carrying in terms of hurt, anger, 
lack of forgiveness, rage, whatever emotions may surround us as women. It is so important that we find a witness, one who can listen and hear what we have to say without any judgment, without any repercussions or retaliation or in fact we are all concerned about someone judging us so if you cannot find that incredible elder in your community an elder woman an elder shaman who is also a woman an elder who may be your grandmother if she's still alive then please use a medium where you can listen to yourself telling your story. For me, recording my thoughts have worked well. And then you can erase it. It's like making a mandala with grains or sand. And after the vow or prayer is finished, the mandala becomes unmanifest again. And erasing what we have recorded is much like that. We can write, if we have enough inner space and are comfortable with writing, we can write on pieces of paper, just scribbling, just almost illegible writing, if you may, and then just burn it in a fire pit and use a mantra to call upon the goddess of your choice. I shan't give you Vedic mantras in this episode, but I can tell you to call upon whichever divine feminine energy you feel close to. And if you don't feel close to any of the archetypal goddess energy, then offer it. Offer the burnings to Mother Earth. Talk to a tree. Ask for her help. That would also be extremely helpful to you. But always remember to burn it at the end or to erase what you have recorded. Because not only do we not want that to be heard by fettered ears, but we would also... And it's not just a privacy issue. We also want to be able to know that that act is finished, that action or dharma is finished, that we have said our piece and we are going to move on and we are not going to emotionally, psychically or otherwise hold on to what we have exposed. This is very, very important in our own clearing in my own life, I have found it hard to find those that I can relate to in terms of elders or gurus or even within the larger family of loving, of this loving, uh, of loving beings. Because of the role that I have been serving as a guru, as a teacher, as a spiritual person, and also because there is so much at risk in telling those who are not prepared to hear what 
needs to be poured out. So rather than get into all of those complex issues of human interaction, you may be able to record or write. But if you are so fortunate to not be a public figure and to be able to find a beautiful, elder, wise matriarch in your community, then that cannot be replaced. Because even in silent listening, and even if she does not give you an answer or an immediate response, what you had to say had been heard. And the reason that we have to find a trusted source, maternal source, to pour this into is because what you have within you is sacred. It is also what is creating pain. It is also what is cre created angst, not only in your body and mind, but in generations before you. Please understand that no rage or anger has been severed from the past. It is a long linkage of lineages that we carry. And so expression is so important. And the reason for emptying it so that we can heal that mother wound. So that in our wombs and spaces within our feminine divine bodies, we can move forward without bequeathing this angst and these wounds to future generations, whether or not they are our own children. And also because without healing and reconciling the mother wound, we do not have much space within us to invite or have reside within us the Shakti powers that are by nature our birthright as women. In future episodes, I'll be talking about our Shakti powers. But it is not a mentalized thing. It is not something we can materialize by ignoring the wounds within us and doing our yoga and meditation and Ayurveda and herbs and, and becoming vegetarian. That alone is not enough. And we're doing far too many practices in any event without any dedicated purpose to them other than to join the crowd of well-wishers and well-doers. Whereas that is important a step for every human person. It is not the solution. The solution is truth, it's honesty, it's a camaraderie, a coordination, a coordinated effort with Mother Earth, with Mother Nature, with her elements, with her maternal and paternal ancestors. But in this case, we are talking about the female. So we will just do the boundary of keeping it within the maternal lineage for now. So then there are two practices. In review, one is setting up the altar so that you can ask for forgiveness of your maternal lineage and of Mother Nature and also asking the goddess, Devi, image, archetype of your choice 
in your tradition, whatever that may be, or any of the earth tradition which you may subscribe to, to guide you, to protect you. You're also asking an elder female ancestor, if you have a picture of her, add it to that altar. That is one, a beautiful and awesome thing to do. If not, any elder of any tradition that appeal to you may also step foot on that altar. And you ask your known and unknown female ancestors to guide you, to steer you in the right direction, to have their invincible, invisible energy guide you, to show you signs along the way. The beautiful, brilliant light just came through a magnificent piece of glass from my front door just confirming what I'm telling you. There's always guidance. There's always something, some sign that nature gives us to show us the way. You will become more poised to receive those symbologies. And then the next is to be heard, or better still, to be witnessed to be witnessed in your rawness, to be witnessed without your pulling on any more veils, but in fact to be witnessed while you strip the facades, the masks, the veils from your heart, telling your truth, telling the way you feel, telling your angst, your hurt, your known, your unknown, to that elder ear, that female divine elder ear. So very important. These are such simple, simple thing to do for the divine love. Tuesdays, Fridays, Mondays, Wednesdays, whenever. But in the Vedic tradition on Fridays, we always appease and invite our maternal ancestors, also the goddesses, and so on Friday, if you may want to cook a little bit of food like some jasmine or basmati rice or any grain, oats or good quality spelt wheat, cracked or otherwise, if you can cook just a tiny bit of it, if you would add some honey to it after it is cooked, and offer it on the altar, just a tiny little bit of it, of food, to the maternal ancestors, to the goddess, to the feminine energies of the universe. That would be wonderful. You do not have to do that. But the dedicated sadhanas, such as offering distinct and deliberate and specific things to your altar, does work. Because here again, it shows your care. Of course, alternatively, when the lockdown is no more for COVID and you have time, and there is a community shelter for the poor, the homeless, or those that are hungry, you could cook a pot of grain with and then add honey after never cook the honey in the grain and we'll talk about that later later much later but for now you can take what is called sweet rice 
with or without milk to this shelter, to that place, and serve it to the homeless or donate it to those who would serve it to them. There's so many ways we can show gratitude for what is being given to us. And all of it is an offering. Offerings, when done with the right intention or sankalpa, are such gracious acts of love, kindness. Be well. Peace be your journey. We can heal the mother wound, and we must, if we are to move forward with the light that our world so deserve, and that the coming of this new age requires. Thank you. Peace be your journey.